And I'm talking with Father Duffy. Father Duffy, you've been a Catholic priest for how many years? Oh, for over 50 years. 50 years. You hail originally from where in Ireland? From Donegal in Ireland. Why did you become a Catholic priest? Well, I was a Catholic to begin with. And so, uh, at a young age, it occurred to me that that was probably the best calling to follow in life. It occurred to me, and I always looked up to people who uh, took on that calling, as we all did. But I never really wanted it for myself. And that's another story how I decided to make that decision. Well, tell us about it. Well, you know, we had a priest that came into school, and... um, uh, just like other people, like a policeman, a fireman, and so forth, and he talked about the priesthood, and uh, he asked if anybody was interested. So some people were. I, I showed didn't I didn't show any interest. But then he uh, he asked. Uh, he said, "I'm going to ask somebody." So he asked me, "Have you ever thought about?" It? And I said, "Yeah." I didn't say yeah. I just nodded. And uh, but I never give my name. However. Later in the afternoon when I was playing around with my buddies, uh, one of them said, uh, you know, that priest that was in school today is talking to your parents. And so I went up into the house and my parents told him, well, he never said anything to us about this. And that's how the seed was planted. Yeah. Okay, so were you attracted to the opposite sex and was that because that would be a roadblock to a lot of yeah, people well, yeah that's obvious. you're always coming back on that one aren't you of course but you have to make a decision okay was there some sort of a supernatural calling was this a social decision did you become a social christian or do you believe you believe you had some sort of a an epiphany experience. Uh, the Bible, Jesus referred to it as born again. You must be born from above. Did you have any sort of a calling that you would consider supernatural? I don't think so. We didn't. Uh, this born again thing, I mean, that takes place with baptism anyway. And uh, born again means becoming a new person. It means rejecting those negative influence in our lives in order to uh, act positively the way that Christ does. That's what born again means, uh, really. Like St. Francis of Assisi was certainly born again. Anybody that lives a Christian life has a born again experience. Uh, I was, there was a guy who used to uh, work the sound system for me and he had a drinking problem. And one day he messed up and I didn't mind because he was such a nice person. And uh, later, after a while, I saw him, I was coming out of hospital, and he looked great. And I said, Don, you look fantastic. What happened? And he said, you know, Father Duffy, I decided to stay away from negative people. I said, that's a good idea. And I said, who's the positive person that you... He said, Christ. He said, uh, oh, I said, yeah. And I said, what about your friends? What do they think of your change? I said, you look great. Well, he said, they taunt me and say, um, surely you don't believe in all that stuff about Jesus walking on water and changing water into wine. I said, yeah, Don, how do you answer that? He said, well, I tell them, I don't know. All I know is I I was a drunk 
and now I'm sober, and now I'm a good husband, I'm a good father to my children, and if Jesus has done that for me, that's good enough for me. <laughs> that was a born-again experience. Well, that's, I th- I, that's, that leads me to this. There is a difference between becoming religious and having a spiritual relationship with a living God. Because you can be perfunctory in your duty of sitting in a pew and not really have any relationship to God. So how does one build a true spiritual relationship as opposed to dead religion? Well, the, 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 you know, the spiritual religion, the spiritual relationship is what it's about. And so that's the first priority, to seek first the kingdom of the Lord, right? Seek first God's kingdom, and everything else will come to you. And his kingdom is internal, isn't that right? The kingdom is within you. It's a kingdom of faith, it's a kingdom of hope, and a kingdom of love. And these are three gifts. And how do you nurture them? By meditating on the Word. And that was the first book I wrote, it was about faith. Fifty chapters on different aspects of faith. And uh, by meditating on them, and contemplating it, and putting it into practice, that's how you grow in this gift of faith. Same for hope, same for love. Now, by the way, your book is very readable and very understandable for the common person such as myself. Yes. What is the title of it, and where can my listeners get a copy of it? Well, you can get it on Amazon, no problem. And uh, it's called What Is This Thing Called Faith by Hugh Duffy, and it's uh, readily available. I had a lovely email just uh, a few days ago from a woman. She was in my area visiting her daughter, she and her husband. The husband's an artist, a very well-known artist, actually. His name is Greg Tisdale. And uh, he does beautiful watercolors and oil. And anyway, we were talking about things, so I gave her a copy of my book. She was anxious. I said, I'll give you one. So one day walking, I gave it to her. Well, she has read it, and she reads it every day. And she wrote to me, and she said, one day my back was giving me a lot of trouble, my back. And I went to the chapter in your book about the woman of faith, you know, and how her faith healed her. The woman whose faith was so strong, she felt if she even touched Jesus' garment, she could be healed. She said, I read it. And by the time I finished it, the pain was totally gone. And what's amazing about that story is that that lady was a Samaritan uh, person, Samaritan, and and Jews were not supposed to affiliate with Samaritans. And here Jesus, this woman's in the crowd, she reaches out and touches the hem of his garment, and he turns around and says, who touched me? And she's miraculously healed because of her faith. Yeah, she wasn't a Samaritan. She was a Canaanite woman, which was a pagan. And those are the people that were in the Promised Land before the Israelis came in. Remember I talked in that interview. Like a Palestinian? Yeah. They were there from from the very beginning. And so you have a problem in Genesis 9.27 where it talks about the Canaanites being turned into slaves, as if the Bible approves slavery. That's why uh, there's no substitute like scholarship to understand the Bible, you see. But she was a pagan. And she came to Jesus. The Samaritan woman was what you would call a heretic. They were the same tradition as the Jews, except they didn't uh, believe in worshipping in the temple. They felt they could worship on a mountain, like Mount Horeb. 
That was the difference. Uh, okay, maybe it was a Samaritan woman that was at the well. She was at the well. Yeah. yeah. She had five husbands. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, I noticed one thing about Jesus is he, he never took away someone's dignity. No, never. You never see him castigate someone openly. He speaks to them one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. He go, says, go sin no more. The lady who's found in adultery, I don't know where the guy was. And he never condemns them. Like no. In adultery, neither do I condemn you. But go and sin no more. <laughs> you know. Well, the reason for that, it's the power of love, that gift of love. When people get that, then they do the right thing regardless. That's the difference. So, so in the end, do you believe God will forgive more than he will condemn? Do you think, for instance, you and I were having a conversation earlier today about Hitler. Mm. And this was a man who was depraved. His yes. conscience was yes. seared. Yes. 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 Uh, very mentally ill. Yeah, very, very okay, yeah. so could a guy possibly, before he was transferred to the other side, if Jesus gave him a chance, be have true repentance and perhaps be in heaven? Well, the answer is, judge not, you shall not be judged. Leave it to God. Yeah, leave it to God. We can't judge. Who are we to judge? Remember when St. Pope Francis said, who am I to judge? People got upset with him. <laughs> they felt he's a pope. He should be making judgments. Yeah, when he makes these big pronouncements. But as a person, who am I to judge? And so leave it to God. Well, people often want to... They, want, they feel insecure and fearful. So they want to have... Everybody that wears a blue shirt... We're going to gather together at a certain time every week, and we are going to heaven and the others are not. It's like they want to form a club, all these Jesus clubs. And, and frankly, I think often Jesus is not a member of those clubs. He doesn't, yeah, the perfunctory uh, religious experience. Yeah, of course he's not. A, I mean, the, 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 whole, uh, the whole Christian experience is not about professing fancy slogans about Jesus. It's about following him in good times and in bad. I mean, that's what it is. And it has nothing to do with belonging to one club or another. Love. Yes, exactly. That's it. Because love is the way. Love is the way. And lo you see, those three gifts, faith, hope, and love, are gifts... Faith, hope, and love. And by the way, that's that's the uh, the, the title of his uh, current book is Faith. There's also uh, Hope and Love, which will be coming out soon. Uh, you can you can go to Father Duffy's uh, uh, blog and the website. That's Father Hugh Duffy, Hugh Duffy dot com, and uh, find it more. Just fatherduffy.com. Okay, fatherduffy.com. And you can listen to his blog and read it. And uh, you have these short, succinct, uplifting stories that you uh, publish every week. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every Saturday. Saturday. Tuesday, the stories are on the scripture. Like today, it's about the parable of the two sons. One is the prodigal. No, no, these two sons are about uh, Jesus. It's about the father who had two sons, and he says to one son, he said, uh, would you go out and do this? And he says, no, I don't want to do it, but he goes and does it. 
And then he says to the other one, would you go and do this? And he said, sure, but he doesn't do it. So he asked the question, which did the will of the Father? And they all said the first. So it's the person who does the right thing, even if he feels not like doing it, is to be most admired. And the parable was addressed to the Pharisees because they gave lip service, but their heart was far, far from it. That was the point of it. Uh, the beautiful, heart. beautiful All right, we've got to take a little break. We'll be back. We're talking with Father Hugh Duffy. It's fatherduffy.com. Fatherduffy.com. To me, okay. to talk about the parables, how many parables we'll, we'll talk about why the parables when we come back. Yeah, why did he speak in parables? Why did he speak in parables? 